Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Why, hello there. You are listening to the Diversity on the Hill podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, PJ. And I'm PK. And I don't have that nice, uh, eloquent uh, voice of a um, news anchor that you have. I don't know. Yours sounds much better than mine. I don't know about that. You sound I, very manly, I and am, I do not. <laughs> very much not true, but nice You have try. the rich baritones of... Uh, Wonderful voice, and I'm not. <laughs> Anyways, welcome everybody. Sure, we are glad that you guys are joining us once again on the Diversity Hill podcast. You, yeah, you. Yeah. So that was PJ. You, as he introduced himself nicely. That is me. And this is PK. Yes. Um, this is me. I yes. guess <laughs> that is. And uh, you can reach us at diversityonthehill at gmail dot com. Just make sure I cover that, and also on the IG at Diversity on the Hill as well. Diversity with the C. Yeah. For the record. Yeah. Both both places. Yeah. I mean, this is our third season. I think most of our listeners already know how to find this us. This is for the non-non-listeners. That's correct. And we're glad that you're of joining course, us. Of course, somehow, once again, I tell you, somehow they found it. So Yeah, I mean, fair it, point. It would be weird to not be able to look at your phone and be like, hey, what podcast am I? Well, we encourage that our uh, listeners are inviting other people to join Yeah, if you think this is worth so. your time at all. Maybe even if it's not worth your time and it's just slightly entertaining. <laughs> it like, is worth their time. What if we keep you awake during a car ride? Yep, yep that's I good. Mean, or what if we're a podcast that puts them to sleep at night? Hey, hey, hey whatever. Whatever works for you, right? Whatever. But at the same yeah. time, we did get educated by Dr. Beasley, PBS, last week. So that was pretty neat. We did. Was that last week? That was last week. Was that last week? Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. great. So once again, we're, we're glad that you're here. Um, PJ. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how you feel about fall. Ooh, yes, because the twenty first was the first day of fall. That's correct. Yeah, I, I have, I have a conflicted relationship with fall. Ooh, conflicted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So, I like the new coolness, right? The little crisp in the air. Everyone likes that crisp feeling in the air in the mornings. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of cold, cold weather. So we fall's not bad. Okay. Right? Uh, however, and, and it's football season and Ooh. I do enjoy to watch football. Let's I go. do enjoy watching a good football game. Yes, so, um, I enjoy that, but I have allergies that come in the fall. Stop. Yeah. It's I'm the sorry. only time of the season I get, f um, allergies. I'm sorry. I think I'm allergic to ragweed. Okay. And I used to tell my mom, cause this is always about when school starts or you're starting to get school. I'd always tell my mom, mom, I'm allergic to school. She didn't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, every time I start school, I start sniffling and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she so, thought you were just making it up, huh? Yeah, so I like the idea of putting on a sweatshirt, a hoodie, you know. The, the, you know, all the stereotypical, like, get, getting, you know, outside with a little, you know, hot drink. And yeah. walking through the fields of dying trees <laughs> that are beautiful as they die. Of course, of course, of course. Another thing I'm conflicted about. Okay. Right? The colors of the trees. It's beautiful. You know, the mm -hmm. fall colors. But they're dying. Right. Yeah. We celebrate 
Yeah, so, now, so it's conflicted. Once again, it's conflicted. Now, you grew up in Florida, so yeah, you they didn't, didn't get a lot there. Of, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how conflicted I was till I got into college. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense, because I was like, uh, you didn't really, you didn't see a whole lot of different colors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did, but colors of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, mm, sure, sure. Mm. But not trees. I like that. I like that yeah. diversity uh, plug right there. Boom. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I don't know. My, my thing with fall is... I was born in the fall, so ah. I actually enjoyed. What? Well, when's, when's your well, birthday? No, 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 no. When's your birthday? Let me backtrack. Please I, tell me I, I didn't miss your birthday. I was born right before. Oh fall. no, I missed it. So it was. I missed your birthday. It's early September. It's right by by Labor Day. So. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. No, you're good, man. No harm. Did done. I say happy birthday to you? I. I don't, don't know, it. but it's all good. So the point is... No, you're making me feel bad no, now, bro. No, this is not the point. Why'd what I'm saying is I Ugh. enjoy the fall because... This was his way of reminding me that I forgot his birthday, everyone. Please, that is hey, definitely this is right before fall. Oh, man. And so, by the way, today's... You know, the 21st was the... Oh, man. Yeah, it's good, dude. So, so the thing is, I enjoy fall because fall, you know, brings us Thanksgiving... You know, um, it, it brings us really close to, to Christmas time. Like, it's already pointing in that direction. And uh, I'm confessing that uh, Thanksgiving and, and uh, Christmas mm. are both my favorite, you know, uh, I don't know, pagan holidays, you want to call it that, whatever. They're not um, pagan. We're taking them back, bro. We're taking them back. Woo! Reclaiming them. So the idea is I enjoy these things, you know? So, and of course, I got to enjoy Black Friday, good shopping, um, and Cyber Monday. Right there. But you so, don't even like Christmas, though. We, we've already talked about this. We, you don't like Christmas. Did. Now you've turned a corner. Now you're lying to people saying, no, I'm it's not one of lying. my favorite pagan Christmas. I'm, I'm, pagan evol- I'm evolving. I'm evolving. Yeah. We're, we're growing together. That's part of one of our rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, not really, but yeah, let's grow together. That's right. Uh, that's yeah. me right there. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm, growing into Christmas. I'm growing into, is Christmas not your favorite time? I love Christmas. Exactly. Christmas is my favorite holiday. So I love it. Uh, maybe you're rubbing off on me. That's a good thing. Oh, Wow. There that would go. that would be a good thing. I'm growing time. as a person, becoming better like you. you may, that should rub off. And other things, not. <laughs> oh man! Hey, you want to hear something funny? I saw this story. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, a lot of people say that eating meat. I don't know. Some people say like eating meat might make you aggressive. There used to be like this yep. myth, especially yep, yep. among vegetarians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw this story this morning. It happened on the nineteenth. Um. Beyond Meat Executive, so the Beyond Meat, yeah, yeah, the fake meat, which I I love Beyond Beyond Burgers. Mm. You, you like Beyond Burgers? I do. Okay, they're the best fake burger. I like Impossible ones. Ah, Impossible's not as good. Beyond's better. Okay, uh, and I can make a opinion, mean Beyond Burger. Really? Oh yeah. Well, I, see, doc- see, I doctor so, them so, up. So here, here you go again. Talking about food, mm. where you don't we invite do, nobody, and you don't. I mean, you're over here talking about making a mean burger. You're talking about but your mom. But you just said, but you just so, said you don't like it, so forget it. What? You just but, disqualified yourself. But, but you like, said mm, you make a mean one. I, I want to like try. It. I like Impossible better. <laughs> well, I want to try it. Anyhow. So then I'm going to tell you what you don't. So I'm not going to invite. You, like if oh, you if you said, I, tell you. I make a great olive tampanad. Sure, I know what that is. But yeah, sure. neither do I. I don't okay. even know if I said that right. But there's some olive, you know, like this olive spread. So good on sandwiches. I make a mean one. I wouldn't be like, hey, invite me over, bro. I need to try that. Why like, not? Because I hate, what? Olives. Okay, so so get this. Olives. I don't like chocolate. I don't like chocolate. Mm-hmm. If you make, if you say you make a mean chocolate whatever you're not gonna come over you're not gonna invite yourself i would i would try it oh now you're just lying no i'm not i'm saying i'm not saying i'm gonna would like you invite it. yourself would you be like oh you gotta invite me for that you'd be like oh good 
You wouldn't. No, you're right. I yeah. just probably say that's good for you. All right, so you just said you're <laughs> right, for you're Impossible right, Burger right. and I'm making Beyond, so forget it. <laughs> but and beyond, when, I said, when I said Beyond Burger, okay, you're like, face this is turned this, like, this, really? Yeah, yeah. You but like that? Wait, but that's because you're, you're a carnivore. But, yeah, you true. heathen carnivore. <laughs> but there's a difference, though. Because Beyond is something I would eat. It just doesn't mean it's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Like, chocolate, I just won't eat it. Like, I just... Yeah. Yeah, no. But but if it's something else that I wouldn't mind eating or that I would eat, but mm-hmm. just I prefer something else, it's a matter of preference, not a matter of dislike. You know what all this is reminding me What is it of? reminding you of? We forgot to bring Skittles to try them. <gasps> we did. Every time I go to the store, I look at Skittles and I'm like, I, I'm going to get some. That's true. Right before we record. We'll get it next time. And I forgot it. Stories. We need to do this. We'll give ourselves a reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Okay, so talk to me about your Beyond Burger. Oh, the Beyond Meat, the Beyond Meat Executive. I'm yes. going back to the story. Sure. I do make a mean Beyond Burger, though. All right. All right. Uh, Beyond Meat Executive, it was accused of biting a, ma- a man's nose outside <gasps> of a game. Oh. <laughs> What kind so, of game? So an executive of a fu- of the vegan food products company has been charged with felony battery and making terroristic threats after a, f- a fracas. I like that. A fracas uh, outside a football game in which he's accused wow. of biting a man's nose, officials wow. said. You know, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. It's, it's, he, he's, he really wants some meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a meteor would Wait. be like. You see, it's the- made him crazy so much that he has to try to eat someone's face. Okay, okay. So, so I, know, I know the stories about the high sodium in, in veggie meats, and I get all of that. You know, that's, that's a yeah, different yeah, story Yeah, we now. know it's not the healthiest. But, but, no, but what I'm saying is, though, uh, so what is the, the conversation like for this gentleman? You know, like, um, you don't have to be a vegetarian, I'm assuming, to work with the company. Yeah, so maybe I, he is not. Mm, that's it. He's an infiltrator and he exposed himself. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, again, I enjoy my meat. It doesn't make me any more aggressive. Doug Ramsey is his name. He's been accused of biting someone's nose. Wow. Maybe he took a page out of Mike Tyson's book. Yeah, yeah. He was fighting and he couldn't win, so he bit someone's nose. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyson bit some uh, Holyfield's ear, but mm. still. still He's also threatening to kill the man. Oh, terrible. Ripping the flesh off the on the tip of his nose. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fun, fun. So, um, but this is another so, thing. Like football games, have you seen? There's a lot of fights at football games lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Like in social media, I've seen like all these like like little videos of clips of a lot of fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot uh, high high uh, emotions. Why are they so angry? There's a lot of emotions, but still, some of them some of them are their own team. Like people yep. fighting their own the own teammates. Yeah, not I, teammates, but. Fans, other like-minded fans. fans. Yeah, well, again, testosterone is high. Those levels are are high. You know what else is high? What else is high? Mm. Drinking. Oh, the drinking, yeah. A lot of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, another reason why alcohol is not good for you, kids. The the It makes you dumb. It makes you bite people's noses off. Yes, it it really numbs your ability to make good decisions. It wasn't the meat-eating or non-meat-eating. No. It, It was probably he was, I mean, whatever. Yeah, well, again, it's hard to know because, like, we share oftentimes in these stories, we don't have the full story. He was totally drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm just being so. Dumb. So again, to the kids, remember, uh, if you if you choose to drink, you're still responsible for your actions. Don't drink while it's you're dumb. out of control. Don't drink. It's dumb. It impairs your your thoughts. It does. It's impair not your good thoughts. for you. And you're still responsible. You're gonna be held responsible yeah. for your impaired judgment. Yep. And your behavior because of it. So. Anyways, that's just my opinion. That is a great icebreaker. But it's almost a fact. <laughs> yeah, great icebreaker, right? Fall in an uh, Beyond Meat exec by the I mean, I just thought I am, it was a fun story. Here I'm trying to. to I probably keep should it have saved that for a, 
a different episode, but I just liked it. That's all right. That's all right. Look, we we are the kings of tangents. Mm, and, are we uh, ever? And we love to to bring in different points that sometimes have nothing to do with the original idea of what we're doing, but it's okay. So, uh, oh well, no, that's a win. That's a that's not a Thanksgiving thing. That's a Christmas thing. I guess I'll no, keep that no, for later. No, we guys. We still got time to talk about things. No, no, I was going to remember. I was going to ask you again what were your feelings about eggnog, but then I remembered. Yeah, that's Christmas. We <laughs> talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. We, we did. That's why I said, never mind. I, I right. caught that. It was probably a Christmas special episode, one of them. We talked about uh, our favorite things. Yeah. Eggnog, yeah. Anyways, so. We're going to take a small break. Yep. And then we'll, we're going to talk about a topic based out of the news. Maybe a little old now, but you know us. We like to marinate and think about things before we bring it to you. And we then. Most of the times we haven't even thought about it beforehand. But still, we give it time to breathe. <laughs> we sure did. We sure right. did this time. So uh, here's a little break, and we'll be right back. Yo, Curcio. Yes, sir. I'm back. Let's go. All right. So... Uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe huh? a few weeks ago by now. I have mm-hmm. no idea how many weeks ago it's been. I just know there was a big story. It big. has to do with some immigrants being flown to Martha's Vineyard. Oh. You know this story? The Santos. Give us a quick breakdown. It's not too, too long ago. The Santos, ago. right? Uh, or the, San- the, the how do you say? It's the Santos. The Santos. Okay. Um, yeah, so I uh, read probably, an article. By the way, probably family of an immigrant, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Santos. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I would, I would think so. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> So Sorry, I'm uh, giving away some of my biases. No, you're fine. You're biases. Fine. I mean, by the time our audience is listening to this uh, episode, I read an article about it. It was written on the 16th of September. Okay. So it's not too far off. But uh, yeah, so there was a group of Venezuelans who got to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when they got there, uh, Governor DeSanti, DeSantos, I can't say DeSanti, but it's Florida, Santos. though. It, he's the Florida governor, that's correct. But they but, flew into Texas. So... Here's here's how it went. They partnered together, the Texas governor. I don't remember his name right now. Abbott. And the because Abbott has done something like this before. He sent a busload to Washington. Oh well, there you go. So it was them, and I believe it was the uh, Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Ducey is his name. I found the name. <laughs> so uh, Greg Abbott is is uh, Texas. Texas yeah. Doug Ducey is Arizona, and of course uh, the Florida Santos boy DeSantis is um, yeah. So anyhow, they kind of partnered together to take these uh, Venezuelans and they flew them on a chartered plane uh, that was, uh, of course, sponsored by the ta- wonderful taxpayers of Florida and um, took them up to Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, um, which is just outside of Massachusetts, a nice little ritzy area, uh, locale. A lot of uh, summer getaway. For a lot of the uh, wealthy, wealthy, yes, that's the right word. Um, and they were promised, supposedly, mm. that they were going to have uh, shelter and jobs mm. available to them. And when they got over there, that was not the case. Mm. Uh, so what ended up happening? Why this is such a big deal is that now it seems like these governors are using people uh, to advance their political uh, careers. Because the conversation has now become that they're trying to prove how, quote unquote, open the borders are, that people are getting through and getting to these locations. Right. And um, it's uh, pretty, pretty bad, um, in my opinion, that they want to. 
okay. behave in this manner. But I mean, know. well, so let's let's put the shoe on the other side. Florida, Texas, and Arizona do get quite a bit more immigrant immigrants. Sure. From sure. Down south. So and they are the ones that deal with the majority of immigrants that come sure, in. Sure, but what's happening now is that, uh, according to the article I read in the New York Times, it says that uh, the Biden administration has allowed about a million people in uh, since oh. they took office. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these people are going to Democratic uh, states, not mm -hmm. necessarily re Republican states, because that's where their asylum is available for them. So um, the fact that they want to make this a... Uh, uh, a matter, uh, right, uh, for re-election uh, is taking a page right out of uh, uh, former President Trump, um, his book, because he did this in 2018, right? And um, this was, he alienated a lot of people uh, making this a big deal, right? The whole border patrol. Mm. So, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of getting uh, challenging because, what what the New York Times reported was that the word that people are being allowed into the states and then while they process their um, papers, whether or not they're going to be able to stay in the United States, um, that is also presenting a challenge because more people are saying, whoa, if I can get up there and stay there while they process all of this, then they're still being able to get the asylum that they're seeking, right, until the government determines whether or not they can stay. So supposedly that's what's rallying more people up to even pull these stunts and trying to get through the border um in texas or what have you so i don't know this is this is a very very interesting behavior if you will by a politician to use taxpayers dollars well let's, let's say they're not even this. using taxpayer dollars all right let, let's say because i thought they said they had a fund i thought i read somewhere where he, the santis was, was saying he had a fund to help yeah, but again, let's define help, though. Like, if you're just taking, you're telling people you're going to provide them with uh, shelter and with work, and then all of a sudden the people get to a location that they, they were not told they were going to go to Martha's Vineyard. Mm. Uh, they were told that they were going to be in Texas, but they were going to be taken somewhere else. I don't recall exactly where they were told they were going to go. Yeah, I mean, they were, they um, were, they were lied, uh, according to them, they were lied to. Correct, correct, correct. That's That's what they're trying to to present and then all of a sudden they ended up you know they said they were in the air mm -hmm. when they heard that they were going to go to Martha's Vineyard yeah like I mean yikes and then you get there and there's nothing that they told you there would be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I don't know this this just sounds extremely crooked for me and again I'm not a Republican or a Democrat I always want to give that caveat whenever we talk about politics um and, you know, this is just tough to think these people. OK, to a certain extent, one of the one of the people that were interviewed shared they're comfortable in the States. So after that experience, they're like, I just don't want to go back home. Like that's that's their point. They're like, I'd rather stay here. Um, but that is also uh, a matter of them seeking asylum. Right. So they don't want that. The reason why they took a trek, some of them two months trekking through trying to get to Texas. You know, mm. to then all of a sudden be sent back home. And you know, I get it. Like, you don't want to go back home. And that in that trek, they were willing to take for a reason. They're coming from Venezuela. Exactly. exactly. Which yeah. I think no matter what side of the aisle you're on, you would know that Venezuela doesn't really have the best 
um, reputation politically. Correct. Uh, their president is not doesn't have the best uh, human rights and government kind of reputation. Yeah. Um, so obviously they're willing to come here come here for that. Now there is there is a there is a lot to this because basically this comes down to immigration. Right. And where do you stand when it comes to immigration? Now, right. it's going to be a lot more complicated than what me and PK can break it down to be. Very much so, because we're. Not but lawyers. I do want to talk a little bit about immigration and okay. how how we, perhaps as Christians, should should wrestle with this, right? Okay. Um, you know, I we both come from Hispanic families. Yep. Right? My families were was born in Puerto Rico, which they're born American citizens, right. so they can just come over they're born citizens no right to immigration in, is immigration. not what you're doing you're migrating right. that's different. migrating um there is there's a difference you're immigrated. different immigrants now what was their story well they wanted a better education mm -hmm. and they moved to the states to get it <laughs> so, so how was it for and i know if probably each country is a little different when they immigrated was it hard was it difficult did they come legally did no they, they come? came no my my dad and my mom both came legally there okay. there wasn't any illegal activity for them uh it wasn't difficult either they got their papers from the Dominican republic and they were able to come over right and then they were able to establish themselves uh here in the mm -hmm. states so there was no foul play at least right. on on their on their part and um uh, but at the same time it was my dad wanted a, a better education he wanted a better opportunity right mm -hmm. and um I, I was just thinking. I was just thinking about this when I I uh, I went to I was traveling to Alaska for a, a preacher that we're going to take our our young people on a mission trip up to Alaska, and um, I was sitting at, as um I forgot where exactly we were. Oh, I was on the plane and we were seeing some of the sights, and I was just saying, "Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you're giving me to be here in the United States." Mm. Right that a son of an immigrant would have the opportunity to do this, mm -hmm. right? And then my job would give me the opportunity to do, uh, have such an experience. So um, with all of that, I'm saying we didn't, to my understanding, my parents didn't do anything that was uh, foul play. And mm -hmm. we are getting, or I particularly am benefiting from the sacrifices that my parents made to leave their quote unquote home behind uh, so that their children can have a better place, right? And a better experience. And I am, more aware of these things and I'm very appreciative of it. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, once again, like I said, this, this is a very kind of sticky subject. Sure. Now I, I've known my parents were always part of startup Hispanic churches, always helping start new companies and new churches. Nice. So I've, I've known my fair share of immigrants <laughs> of um, and I've known my fair share of illegal immigrants. <laughs> Yeah, I pastor churches like that, so, yeah, yeah, I, so I get it. I mean, let, let's face it, that, you know, we've all known, especially in the Hispanic community, quite a few of illegal immigrants. Right. So, you know, and I think that's where a lot of the touching points come from, because I don't think anyone talks about legal immigrants as bad. I mean, I'm sure some people do, but they're right. not going to they're not going to admit it. <laughs> Usually yeah, yeah. it's like it's the ones who do it illegally. Yeah, but, you and, know, and you got so. They so paint everyone with the same brush. Mo they most do often. paint some, but um, here's something to think about an illegal immigrant. Now, obviously there's always going to be an illegal immigrant that comes that doesn't have the best intentions. Right. But at the same time, there's a lot of illegal immigrants that come in an illegal manner because they don't have the resources. Right. 
or the place where they're from doesn't give them the opportunity, a.k.a. Venezuela, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do it through the legal process. You either have to have a lot of money or you're just not going to go. I mean, how many immigrants are we going to see from North Korea? Yeah, good point. (laughs) None of them are going to be legal. Right, exactly. Unless they claim asylum and the government claims asylum, which these people have claimed, but they're still illegal because the government hasn't granted it for one reason or another. Right, right. And and the truth is this. The people who come and they immigrate over here, they understand that if you get arrested and you're an illegal immigrant, you're probably going to get deported. You're going to be sent back home, right? Mm -hmm. So these people are not necessarily looking to do harm. You know, they're trying to find a better place. Um, and that's my understanding. Can I uh, can I say that every single immigrant has the same uh, mindset? No, I can't. Obviously, I haven't spoken to all of them. And some of them have been caught doing stupid stuff, right? So so have a lot of legal Americans, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to go down that road. I wonder right what the now. percentages we'll are. I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to know what those percentages yeah, are. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, again... The mere fact, like going back to the story, because I know we're still talking about immigration. Of course, uh, the politicians, they speak a lot into this whole immigration conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And how people are, are deported, detained or whatever, and then also allowed into the, the country. A lot of this is based on the politics, right? Because a lot of the rules that, that uh, former President Trump uh, had instilled were very difficult. It made it very, very difficult for people to get into the United States uh, while he was in uh, the president, in the presidency. So, um with that conversation then comes uh, due process, right? And like you said, we're talking resources. We're talking we prefer that people would do it the right way. But the truth is also there, I don't know why, I haven't really digged uh, extremely deep into the topic, but it takes a while for people to find out whether or not they're going to be able to stay, whether they're going to be allowed or not into the mm. United States. So that also makes people a little bit more desperate to do different things. Again, if I bring up and I, and I touch a little bit on what, uh, PBS shared last week, you know, we're talking about um, survival of the fittest kind mm. of situation as mm. well, right? And these people are going to do whatever they have to do t- in order for them to survive because this is their life or death we're talking about. Like, this is where they're at. So understanding that perspective will also help us a little bit say, man, you know, these people are are going through it in order to, to preserve their lives and have a better life. Mm. What would you do if your life was at stake yeah right and hopefully none of us will ever have to answer that question right but but if so if we stopped and paused for a moment and put ourselves in their shoes um i think it'll make it clearer why some of the things that happen happen and uh just for uh clarification i was able to do a little digging and i found out the the immigrants that were brought the venezuelan immigrants that were taken to martha's vineyard they were told that they were going to be going to san antonio to have a hearing Mm. and it wasn't until they were up in the air that they were told that they were going to Martha's Vineyard. The funny part is they're actually probably going to be better off in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, no question. Especially at that number. If of there course. was a ton of them, maybe not. Cause but but there's no asylum for them there. That's, that's where this gets kind of like twisted now. Because they will not have shelter there. They will not have jobs there. So you're in a beautiful island. Yeah, uh, I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that these, these two... Uh, Plane loads will will be just okay. Well, they were bust. They were bust away from Martha's Vineyard. They, so are they gone now? Yes. So yeah. this is why the lawyers are saying that these people they're they're gonna go ahead and 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 defend them basically. And now there's legal action th- against DeSantos, right? Exactly because of because again. 
These people did not stay in Martha's Vineyard. Mm. They were taken to another place where there was asylum for them. Well, they were given false information. Exactly. So this is why I'm saying it gets twisted now when they're not going to be okay at Martha's Vineyard because there was nothing for them at Martha's Vineyard. So they still have to go to the to the immigration process. Yeah. That's not going to change. They're not going to leave them there illegally, especially knowing that they were transported by the government. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? <laughs> Anyways, it's a very interesting story. So, so, like I said, there's so many different layers and so many different ways to approach kind of a story like this because obviously he's trying to make a point. Yeah. And hey, listen, all you liberal states... You're you're fine with us taking these immigrants, but they're coming to us. So I'm going to ship them off to you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's trying to make a point. Like you're not going to be so comfortable when they come up to you. Sure. I mean, strong statement. I, I'll say it's a strong statement. Yeah. I'm not sure it's. Uh, uh, I'm not sure it's the. It's a worldview that I would. Um, want to share in. Yeah. <laughs> And and that's really for you know, but I want us you know the listeners to kind of think about this more from a biblical worldview because oftentimes we'll see this from a political worldview. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I am I you know oftentimes I too am tempted to to go down kind of that road of you know what am I comfortable with what what does it look like if they were shipped you know to my neighborhood or to this and what you know there's lots of things to think about who are they um, how why are they here. Are they here legally, illegally? Should that matter to us, by the way, as Christians? I'm, I'm, I, I truly struggle with that. Should it matter to us if an immigrant comes in legally or illegally as a Christian? Should it matter to us as a Christian? I, I'm just saying, this yeah. is, is This is the question you're asking. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, um, I, I would say, I would say uh, personally, and again, we can agree to disagree. It's it's all good in the hood. <laughs> um I would say if they didn't have the means or the way to arrive over here, the resources or what have you, to be able to do it legally, then if you are seeking asylum, truly seeking asylum, mm-hmm. then you should be able to be allowed in illegally. But how do you know? I mean, that that's the question is how do you know well, that's if it's thing. true? It's similar to the, to the circumstances of making decisions right now for us. We don't know all the details. Even when we're having conversations, it's hard for us to know every single detail. We we can't judge uh, someone's heart or someone's actual conditions, or we. It's hard to determine whether what they're saying is true or false. Yeah. Right. So so in the end, you have to take them at well, what you're hearing from them, basically at face value, and then hopefully their intentions would be uh, revealed in time. Yeah. But again, I just again put, trying to put myself in their circumstances. I would say, if I am truly seeking a better place. Right. And being someone who is benefiting from the sacrifice that my parents made uh, as immigrants. Right. I don't blame them. And I would say you do what you have to do, because this is a matter of life and death for them. And if you can find life over here, because this is what we call the land of opportunity, then, yeah. But but then again, when you get here illegally, it doesn't mean you have to stay illegal. You know, let me. This is a religious podcast, right? So I'm going to go there. Yeah, let's go. You know, when we when we meet God, He meets us where we are. We're not made perfect. We're not exactly the way God wants us to be. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that we're going to stay that way. The closer we get to God, we can't help but change as He starts shedding light on those dark nooks and crannies of our hearts and our minds that need to be transformed into His likeness. 
we're not going to stay the same. It's a similar situation. You can get here illegally, but you don't have to stay legal. Become take the steps to, to do to do it right and become legal. But that once you get here, that's kind of impossible because it's that's the illegal part is the way you get in here. That's what makes you legal or illegal. I get that part right because you're you not can still. You can still take steps to try to find ways to become legal. I think anyone who does would though. And that's the the rub is is when you get in because they can deport you and that's yeah. the thing is well we'll deport you and then try to do it legally but in a lot of these countries you have you don't they don't have the contacts and the they don't funds, have the time in some cases the resources and they don't have the the ability like like they're running out of time yeah. to make it this a desperate act of you know I need to either do this or die like let's talk about the Cubans that come mm. on these small little boats mm -hmm. right we call them lanchas right and. You're coming over here and you're risking, yeah, okay, so it's what, 80, 90 miles, something like that? I forgot the exact number. But the idea is they're risking their lives mm. at sea to get over here because they believe they can have a better life. I mean, think about that. Like, 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 there are reasons why we have the rules that we have. And it's we hard to understand for, that it's real. And it's hard for us to really imagine that. It is. Like, I would never even think about doing anything that desperate. I'm like, that's dumb. Right, because we haven't found ourselves in a life or death exactly. situation. Exactly. And this We're is, not in a situation. No. And, and here's the thing. If someone wanted to come over, come over here to do something really bad to us, would they be that? I mean, I know that through, through the borders, people can get through. I understand that that is a safety thing. Yeah. But you're telling me that no, we don't have safety problems with people who come in legally or with people who are born in this country. Mm -hmm. There's, there's safety issues no matter who it is. It's, it's Look, a radical mindset can be anywhere. And it is anywhere. And it is anywhere, right. And right. this is part of why we've given up a lot of freedoms in the name of safety. Let's right. call it what we have. Right? But at the same time, but at the same time, if you have totally open borders, there are safety issues and there's also resources issues. Of course. At yeah, some point. Because you're going to run out of, yes. At some point. So, I, I mean, I get that. What's what you know? What's the cutting point? What's the things? Now, obviously, there's people smarter than us trying to figure this out. Correct. But that's why, but that's why I, I want to I kind of um, isolate this story mm -hmm. and isolate just ours is Christians' perspectives on immigrants. Yes. Right? The whole thing as a whole uh, the government hasn't called me to try to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to put so much thought into it because I don't know. It's so humongous. And how do you deal with immigration? Right. Like, obviously, you just can't you just can't open in the floodgates and let everyone in. Or, right. Or could you? I don't No, No, I don't, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't believe so. Again, we have a process for that, though. Yeah. Right. And it's still being fine tuned because we're seeing that this is a difficult thing. We have the right idea of what we want to do, but we have a very difficult time uh, executing that idea because it's messy. It's not black and white. And well, I'm not sure if we even have the right idea. Listen, immigrants have always had a problem. <laughs> They've also been looked down upon, and, and at different times, it's been different people. I mean, True. we've talked to we've talked to PC about this. Yes, you know, we have. At one point, it was the Polish. At one right, point, right. it was the uh, the Italians, and it was you know wherever the and the yeah, Africans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we get it. We get it. it, it you know, but, and those are the ones that came in legally that still had problems. Correct, correct. But I, I, and so I guess I know this problem's bigger than than we can do. But I want to say so once again, how do we isolate this story and the problem of immigration within to my daily feelings and a biblical outview outlook on this? Okay, so this is the approach I would take. Okay, we are immigrants. 
Mm. As Christians. Okay. Because we know that this is not our home. Well, okay, I won't get into semantics, but yes. I mean, I mean, I get, I, I know we can, we can, <laughs> we can address it in a different manner. But think about this: this is our temporary home, right? This now, now it wasn't meant to be our temporary home. Sin has obviously created that, and we and, are we are strangers in this in this government and land. Sure, this so, is our home. It's just been co-opted. Sure, but right. again, we're still. Um, I once again, I'm getting semantic. That's I'm okay, uh, but uh, it's all right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I would look at it as I'm an, I'm somewhat of an immigrant now. Again, as son of an immigrant, son of immigrants, it, it makes it easy for me to relate this way to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the but the point is this: we're preparing for our home. And part of preparing for our home means that we have to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, mm, mm. whether they're immigrant mm. or not. Whether they're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ooh. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now as Christians, our role, okay, is to help my neighbor, be there for my neighbor, whether or not I agree with how they live, how they speak, how they dress, whatever it is, whatever their circumstances. Whether they're a Jew or a Samaritan. It doesn't matter. Mm. So the point is, that's the approach I would take as a Christian. And it's a difficult one. But we're the ones that are sharing the love of Christ with people who are in need. And we're being told that we need to help those in need. So, Do you think part of, the, part of, our, part of our nation's reluctance to immigration is the fact that we are such a blessed and wealthy country? It, it can play into that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the fear of immigration is safety. A lot of the fear of immigration is they're taking our jobs. Correct. They're taking our things. And, right, right, right. But we're a country of overabundance. Yes, we are. I mean, I'm I'm probably middle class. And in most countries, I would be wealthy. Yes, that's correct. I mean, if, if I think about, you know, just the fact when, when I lived in Thailand, there I would have been immensely wealthy with the house and cars that oh, I have. I'll take it a step further. I'm lower middle class. Mm -hmm. And I will still be a king somewhere else. Well, I'm in the same. Well, okay. No, you're not. Don't even. Let's not get into that. So I'm just saying, but God never wanted us to live with a fear of not having. Correct. But that fear comes from my own reliance on me. Yes. And the perception of what I would. Feel what I, I deserve would, and what I want. What, yeah, what I deserve, what I've wor what I've worked for, right, or, and what someone else is going to take from me. Exactly. But in but in reality, most of us who are listening to this podcast, because we're probably listening to it on a nice smartphone in a car, nice right, stereo right, system, right. are living a life of overabundance. That's correct. Most of us are living a life of overabundance. That is correct. That is correct because we have way more than these people could even dream of. Yeah, we have more than we need. Yeah. Downright, we have more than we need. That's just the, the reality of it. Yeah. But we think we deserve it. And so what ends up happening is this mentality of the world gets into us and like, well, if they come in, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to have to give them my things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which already is a problem because it's not yours. If you are a Christian, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, right. and you're listening to this podcast, you pay tithe because you're giving back to God what he gave you that is his. Right. And you are stewards of his resources. Correct. That is the biblical concept. That is the biblical So if concept. you're a steward of his stuff All and someone comes in yep. and you are asked to share of it, mm -hmm. you're sharing God's resources, not yours. Exactly. You're the one who are hoarding God's resources somehow thinking it's yours. Yeah. Because you've worked for it. Mm -hmm. 
By the way, you can't work to earn salvation. No. You can't work for God's blessings. That's and right. And I, I want to, I want to, something that's really um, impactful to me is just go ahead and Google verses about immigrants or strangers in your land and see all the verses that God gave the Israelites about how to treat. And by the way, there wasn't laws of immigration and there wasn't legal or illegal immigrants. They just came in and came out. Yep. Right? Yeah. And the Jews could do whatever they wanted to them. Right, right, right. right. So there were no laws. So it wasn't like there's, try not to look at it as this worldview of, well, are they here legally or illegally? There wasn't such a thing. They were just there. Right. So think about it in that view. And how it challenges me every single time I read these verses on how to treat strangers within your land. Oh, man. It takes me back to PC's comments uh, the last time we had her on, which she was saying that in her household, there were people that were just coming in. Like they never knew how many people were going to pop into their home kind of situation. And they cared for them anyways. Yeah. You know, that that kind of, nope. That wasn't PC. I don't think that was PC. No, that know. was a conversation I had with one of my volunteers. Yeah, that acts a little okay. strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was okay. like, whoa, pause. Thank you. I was like, wait, did Time I fall asleep during that? I usually stay awake. Uh, no, no, sorry, sorry. I want to clarify. You know, it was <laughs> one of my volunteers okay, in the good. youth department. And he was sharing how in his house, his mom always cooked extra food mm-hmm. because they never knew who was going to come on by. And they were always welcoming to strangers. Like, it was just the where, most where interesting was, where thing. Where were they from? Uh, they, they were from the South. Hmm. So, you know, again, the, the, I guess that's where that, that Southern hospitality was developed, hmm. right? That that mindset. And and what gets to me is I, I look at it as God has given us an abundance so we can be a blessing with it. Hmm. That's why we have all we have. Like even if you go and let's let's go down the road with uh, not down the road down the rabbit hole with Auntie Ellen, right? When she's talking about the fact that the reason why North America is so blessed, it was because we were gonna be the foundation to take this word out to the rest of the world. Ooh. So so let me ask you this, and I've asked this question. I've even asked it in a sermon. Is it possible <laughs> that people come here because God is giving them the opportunity for us to share when we didn't actually go out? Ooh, wow. That's deep. Our job was never to stay here and hoard it. Mm. Our job was to go out, but we didn't. No, because we established ourselves. Oh, don't even get me started now. Uh-oh. All right, let me stop. I don't know. So, just some, so, things, yeah, just no. some things to challenge you because yeah. I, I got to be honest. When I read the Bible, the old and I understand we're not in that government. I understand there are different changes, but I, I, I need us to read it as in what is the God trying to tell us in our souls and hearts about people, not about governments, not about laws, not about regulations, but about people, right? about souls for his kingdom. Yep. And, and look, I'll tell you even more. There's some of us that need to look deep into our ancestry, and we may find out that we are also sons and daughters of immigrants. Mm. Yeah. And imagine that that from the sacrifices that those family members you have in your lineage made, you are able to benefit from that right now. Uh, but they might say they did it legally. Well, okay, they did it legally. I get they it. did it the right way. All right, sure. But the but my, I, my and argument it's a valid is argument? they still Yes, it is. I'm not I'm not trying to debunk that argument. What I'm trying to say is that this boils down to how I'm going to treat my neighbor. And mm. as a Christian, because this is the conversation, yeah. how do we behave as Christians mm. with immigrants? It is we treat them the way God would treat them. Yeah. Over and over, he says, hey, treat the foreigners in your land well. Because remember, you were a foreigner in another land and you exactly. were treated poorly. Exactly. And guess what? But, Again, because this is not our home, this mm. is how I tie that in, where we're trying to go to a better place, the place that God is preparing for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And okay? I don't think there's going to be borders. <laughs> In the new land. No, no, absolutely I not. mean, there might be borders, but not borders of immigration and stuff. 
Sure. I, you think we're going to yeah, have immigration? Sure. In the, I, I, I No, because you either get there or you don't get there. And then there are going to be other country, other worlds that we're going to be able to interact with that I don't know what the setup is going to be, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you know, but I'll tell you what there isn't going to be. There isn't going to be a section for Adventists and a section for Baptists and a section for Catholics. Oh, well, now you're, now you're just going off topic. I am. Now, now, but, now you just but, to turn but, this into whatever you want to turn it into, Curcio. <laughs> I did, I did. We can stay on top. Yeah, Anyways, anyhow. so this this story just reminds, it just reminds me of, hey, listen, um, I do... Th- I, on one side, I'm like, wow, that's pretty uh, courageous of him to do this, this stunt, because the people he sent it to are probably fighting to keep these immigrants, but they don't really have to deal with them, Mm. right? So he's saying, hey, what is it like when it's right in your face? Do you change your mind? But another side of me saying, really, you're kind of lying to these people and using them as pawns in a political scheme. And both sides have done it. Both sides have used their, their, their and I'm not picking a side. Sure. What I want to do is I want to choose people. Right. I want to, to I love. want to, I to want love to love people, people yep. and find ways to, to give them the only thing that will change our lives. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the only thing. Yeah. I mean, in reality. And, and so I, I want to challenge you guys. Google, Google it on immigration. Mm-hmm. Google mm-hmm. Bible verses on immigration. Yeah. And, and just see if that doesn't challenge you. And once again, try not to look at it through your political lens. Look at it through the lens of people. Yeah, through the lens of Christ. Through the lens yeah. of Christ and how he looked at people. How he sees He them. said, how he those them. who do it for the least of these. That's it. Did and it who me. are the least of these? Those who have less than you. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> no, that's plain and simple, right? Yeah. And, and I know, again, I know I was going off on a tangent on who was going to be in heaven and you were making that you know conversation about borders and all that. All right, here but he goes. Is, He's going back to it. Is, I knew he was going to try to come is, back here again. Listen, listen, this is diversity <laughs> on a hill, right? All right, all right. So, so the, the point is we're talking about diversity. Right. And, and, and I'm not even I, I talked about religious diversity. Right. I'm I haven't even got into like race diversity. Right. And, 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 and you know, I'll take it a step further. Mm. And this is not the point of the conversation. Right. So I'm not going to stay long on this tangent. All right, but I want to say this because I feel impressed to say this. All right. Need I say. I don't know. That even people who have gender challenges. Mm. Could we be surprised in heaven with some people like no, that? No, we're going to be surprised with everyone. Everyone, listen, God is a God of love and grace. Right. But what I'm trying to get at is they're not going to have their own place. We're going to be together. Right. And what I'm trying to get at with this whole concept of immigration and all of this is it's like you pointed out, PJ. It's about the people. Mm-hmm. Because what matters to God is the people, mm-hmm. not status, not lineage, not wealth not education, none of this matters to God. What matters to God is the people yeah. that were and whether created they're in giving his image. Yes. And, and listen, once again, we're not, I also want to clarify, we're not stating that there isn't um, laws. That, no, you have to abide by the laws right. of the land. We're, we're not saying that there's this. no laws. Nobody's we're, arguing We're not that. saying that um, God doesn't have standards, because he does. We're not saying all these things, but what we want to say is the foundation of God is love, and the salvation of people. That That's is it. his foundation. That's why we exist. And so when it comes to any of these topics, when it gets to this, try not to pick sides and be like, ah, this is great, or this is terrible. Read scripture and let that challenge you. And yeah. let, let that see if, is this situation right? And I, I, I think that's, I mean, okay. to me it was... So, so here's my last point, because then we're wrapping it up here. Um, ignorance is not bliss when dealing with people. Ignorance is not bliss when dealing with people. Like, I cannot choose 
in this world today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the climate that we're in, mm-hmm. we cannot choose to be ignorant about other people. Mm-hmm. We are such a melting pot in the United States of America. And we have so many different people from so many different places with so many different mentalities that being ignorant is no longer an option. If you're starting to interact more with people from other races and um, and um, other worldviews, world views, sure, we need to start educating ourselves about this. Mm-hmm. We can't just continue to rely on the fact that, well, I don't know. I don't interact with them. You know, whatever. We actually have to start being a little bit more careful, especially as Christians. Do you think do you think that uh, and see, I'm going to pull back a little bit there because I do believe sometimes not ignorance but innocence okay. is still something that we could. So in other words, I cannot know something about a certain group of people or a certain worldview and still interact with them in a Christ-like loving manner. As a matter of fact, I think. You said you can't or you can't? You can't. No, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so I want to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly. Like, so I don't feel like I need to study a certain, let's Let's say to, to if, if I knew my next door neighbor was a, a Satanist. Sure. I don't feel like I would need to study Satanism to be kind to him and to be loving to him. No, no, do, no. Do you no, see no, what I'm saying? No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, I agree with that. That's, so that's I feel not like what I'm we can still be at. innocent, but but or somewhat ignorant, because he would say, You're ignorant of my of my truths. Read this book, read the satanic Bible, and I'd be like, nah. Cool, I'm going to stay ignorant on that, bro. Right, right, right. But I'm still going to try to love you as Christ loves you to try to show you that Christ still loves you. Correct. I'm just talking about when you're when you are in relationship with certain people, mm-hmm. right? Which in acquaintances some people won't debate or argue that it's in it's a relationship, right? It's just an acquaintance you kind of interact mm-hmm. with people or what have you. But what I'm coming the 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 angle that I'm coming from is that if I find myself at church mm-hmm. with people that are different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to not just rely on the fact that we are Adventists or believers in Christ to try to get me through in that particular relationship or um, dynamic with them as we coexist in one uh, place of worship. Right. Same thing at work. If all of a sudden someone uh, was a diversity hire, right. And they are, uh, from another country or whatever. Like, we can't remain ignorant just because, oh, well, I'm not their boss or I'm not going to be relating with them all the time. It's also good to educate ourselves so we can learn about these people who we're going to be rubbing shoulders with mm-hmm. because we don't want to be offending people just because we are, quote-unquote, ignorant. We are innocent in the first interaction. We're innocent in our first encounters. But it would help us to dedicate some time to learn more about the people who are around us or will be around us. Because you know what the natural response is? Once I'm uncomfortable, I leave. I try to find a more comfortable place. And what I'm saying is we can't continue to retreat from places trying to find where we're most comfortable because we're not willing to to take the time to get to know the people who are going to be around us. If you retreat, you'll never be in a place of comfort. So, so this is why I'm saying I am not, you don't have to learn the, intricate details of every single uh nation and 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 belief and that's not what i'm saying like i agree with your statement we can love people and be kind to people and interact with people in a christ-like manner without knowing them well uh, yeah 
we'll get to know them. I mean, I understand right. where you're coming from. But I'm saying yeah. in order for us to coexist, we have to be intentional about learning about each other. That's what I'm trying to say. Why? Well, cool. I didn't realize this was going to take us this long to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, that kind of happens. I, with I, us, saw right? it, I saw so. it at the 30 minute mark and I was like, oh, we're doing good. We're about five minutes away from wrapping up. And yeah, then, then you got me on a little. And then you went on a tangent. <laughs> oh, Usually sorry. I'm the tangent guy. Oh, sorry. Look, this Come is on, one man. of those topics that are, are near and dear to me because um, I'm an immigrant, right? Son of an immigrant. All right. So I this is one of those things that I it gets me going. But again, we want to hear from you, diversecenterhill at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, you can hit PJ up on the IG at the Versailles Hill as well. Yo, yo. And uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, we're always welcome to hearing your perspective. And I want to know if you get to the end of this episode. Orange <laughs> cream bars or no? <laughs> yes, I like orange cream you bars. like orange cream I, bars. I, I grew up on those uh, with those. They're gross. Oh, right. stop it. They're not, they're, they're not gross. I just they're not, are they raising gross or are they? Oh, like, no, 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 oh, no, no. Like okay. if I had to eat one, I'd be like, okay, I'll, I have to eat it. <laughs> But I'd rather not. You're terrible. Orange man. cream bars. Orange so cream bars. I'm anti-orange cream that. bars. Fine, fine. I like orange cream bars. And Curcio's pro. Now, now, I'm not saying that they're olives or but uh, pineapple on pizza bad. I'm just saying. What? Pineapple on pizza? We've been over this. This is It's a destruction of modern society. Okay, sure. We'll leave that it is around. a de deploration of humanity Dude, and morality day, in today's world. you and I world. shared a pizza and we were happy together with green peppers and onions. Yeah, those, I like green peppers yeah, and onions. Great. I like green peppers and onions. I Anyways, good. we've talked about All pineapple right. and pizza before. Right, I'm trying to switch it. it to orange cream bars. All right, orange cream bars. So, yay for you. Yay for me. Nay for me. All right, we'll All find right. out. Maybe so I want to know who's listening at the end of this. Maybe we could put a poll on IG for that. So too. maybe I should just put yay or nay end of episode whatever episode this is going to be yeah because <laughs> i lose track of numbers that's all right you know at some point if we ever get to 100 we're gonna have to do something cool for that all right i'll keep you posted yeah i think i think we're already in the 70s yeah i think we've i think we've hit early 70s yeah, yeah. i, I kind of know around where we're at but 100 we're gonna have to like maybe bring in a bunch of people and i like it party eat chocolate Hey, it might be at our uh, retreat. Who knows? Oh, nah, it's not gonna. Not that close. No, not, we're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> but that's maybe next. This is gonna next be like season. season four. That is season four. All right, that works. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to take us on that tangent, but I want to know if you're listening. So, orange cream bars, yay or nay? <laughs> yay for me. Nay. All right. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to Diversity on a Hill podcast. Um, I'm gonna have a word of prayer before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for all of your blessings, and yes. Lord. Uh, we thank you for the opportunities you give us to be your hands, your feet, to be kind to those around us. Uh, Lord, you know there are problems in this world that well are hard to hard to deal with sometimes and hard to know how to fix. But in reality, they will not be fixed till you come back. Yeah. So Lord, I pray that we will be encouraged to tell others about you, to love others, Amen. to reach out to others, whether they're legal or illegal, and tell them about your love, Lord, so that yes. you will come back sooner. Amen, amen. Can't wait for your kingdom to come. Thank you for your love and grace, and we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Hey, amen. I'm PJ, and I'm out. PK here, many blessings. Till next time.